Hey everybody, welcome to the podcast. Welcome back. It is great to be with you all here for another week. Uh, I'm coming to you live from a hotel room. Um, I am on the road. Um, but yeah, we'll talk more about that later. Uh, but welcome back to the podcast that people are calling. If I listen to it, will you stop asking me about it? Um, chances are no. I'll still keep asking you about it. But uh, yeah, welcome back. Uh, we are coming to you live from a hotel room, like I mentioned earlier. Um, on the road, can't tell you where, but um, yeah, it's, uh, it's a nice, nice room. Um, spacious, so that's not too bad. Um, but, uh, but actually, and I think it's kind of conducive to, um, you know, actually we can get right into this. This is the checking in segment. Um, it, I feel like it's conducive to giving me bad dreams because I've been getting a lot of weird, um, and some of them aren't really bad. They're just really strange. And I know there's nothing more, um, horrible to listen to than when somebody like, especially like an uncle will corner you at, uh, uh, at like a barbecue and be like, hey, can I tell you about my dreams for four hours? <laughs> it's like, sure. This is how I wanted to spend my afternoon. This is exactly how I wanted to spend it. Um, but anyways, uh, yeah, I can hear everybody just click off the podcast right now. But um, no, I had a weird one where um, I had a couple coworkers in my dream and in the dream were running through this museum in Washington, D.C., and we're running through this museum, and it's at night, it's all lit up, uh, and we're running through, and all of a sudden we see this alien spaceship, because as we know, the government is hiding, um, you know, aliens from us, we all know that, <laughs> uh, but they, uh, the alien spaceship just kind of goes, and all of a sudden eclipses the whole sky, so it takes up the entire uh, skyline over me, and you know, me and these two, co you know, I look over at one of my coworkers and he's looking at the spaceship too. And he says, they're real. And we just take off running and we're scared and we're running the entire time full speed, which a lot of people have been, when I've been, when I've been telling this story, people have been saying, oh yeah, that's definitely a dream if you're running. <laughs> so yeah, great. <laughs> but but we were uh, running, and I look over to my right, and I see one of my coworkers running behind me pretty close. And then I look back forward, and then when I look back on my right again to check on my coworker, just make sure he's still, you know, neck and neck with me, I look over, and there's a big alien face next to my face. And he just starts eating my face, and it kind of does this weird um, movement where his face goes back and forth as he's eating my face. And then I wake up, and I'm actually moving my face back and forth on my pillow. So that was the sensation that I was feeling because it felt so real. Um, and so that was a crazy dream. And it's one of those things, too, where normally I don't remember any of my dreams, but that one I was like, I have to write this stuff down because it felt like I was, it felt like it was real. And it felt like I was in a movie. Uh, so I was like, yeah, this needs to definitely be documented. And it's, uh, yeah, you know, and not only did I feel like it needed to be documented, but then also told to you guys as you're like, boring snooze fest.
All right, now let's move uh, over to some TV reviews. Some stuff that I was watching this week. The latest episode of Reservation Dogs is uh, awesome. Again, that uh, that show just can't miss. Um, and from what I heard, too, it just got picked up for a second season. So that's excellent. So you have more of that to look forward to. And if you haven't checked it out, I mean, it's it's really good. It's just got some some great actors and uh, you know great storylines, but also if you like comedy too, there's some really good comedians in there too. Bobby Lee, Bill Burr, of course. So, so it's definitely um, an excellent source of of comedy. Um, American Horror Story too. They kind of I think they just wrapped up the first half of their double feature, so they're doing something different this season where they're doing half the show is one story and then, or half the season is one story and then half the season is a different one. And so I believe they just finished up this uh, first story with Macaulay Culkin as the lead, which is great. Um, you know, I haven't seen Macaulay in a while acting and it's nice and refreshing to see. And he's still, to me, I think he's still got it. And his brother, you know, on Succession is great. Um, but I just, yeah, I think that that whole family is super talented. Um, but yeah, definitely check that out. I think it was a pretty solid first half of the season. I'm looking, you know, looking forward to see where the rest of it goes. Um, Only Murders in the Building is also still going great. They have this excellent, you know, spoiler alert, excellent sting, uh, storyline where they're trying to figure out somebody was murdered in their building and they're trying to figure out who did it. And right now kind of all the signs point to sting as, as it should. Um, so a lot of sting puns in there to police songs and all that. But, uh, yeah, highly, highly recommend that show as well. Uh, what We Do in the Shadows. I just watched a couple episodes of that last night. Um, yeah, that show can just not do wrong either. They're getting a little cheesy on the special effects, but I think that's uh, with the uh, digital effects. But they're also probably trying to crank them out too, so might not have enough time to work on them as, as they would like. But still a really solid show. Um, American Rust, this is the one that um, is Jeff Daniels and had been getting a lot of mixed reviews. And then I watched it and I don't know if my, you know, I was just like, oh, this is going to be bad. There's so many bad reviews. And then I watched it and was like, ah, I actually enjoy this. And I thought it was a really solid show. Um, and then they did two episodes in a row and then now they're down for a week. So I don't know if they're, you know, my fear on that is that they heard the bad reviews and they're retooling the show, which I hope is not the case because I think that both episodes of the first two are solid. So I think they should keep keep going with that. Um, a couple shows that I haven't seen yet, but uh, one that's released tomorrow um, is uh, Midnight Mass. This is from Mike Flanagan. This is going to be on Netflix. So this is a horror uh, TV show. And so I'm stoked for that. And Mike Flanagan's great. Like the stuff that he's done, like I think it was, um, what was it? Gerald's Game. Gerald's Game on Netflix. If you haven't seen it, that is a great creepy watch. And the first season of Haunting of Hill House is really solid. Um, so yeah, check those out. And then, but the reviews on Midnight Mass have not been good either. But again, that could not mean anything <laughs> so so who knows you know what I mean but I did think the second season of Hill House was kind of I don't even know if I finished the last couple episodes of it it was just hard to get through but so that's still a bummer to hear that like oh you know the first reviews out of the gate aren't the most solid uh same with Wonder Years Wonder Years the reboot 
um, I saw Fred Savage on a talk show, late night talk show the other day, uh, promoting it. And I think Don Cheadle is doing the narration of the new show. And to me, that sounds like a winning thing. Um, but again, the reviews on that are are less than stellar. So it's like, ah, that sucks. That's one of those shows growing up that was life-changing. I mean, Winnie Cooper was my crush forever. Uh, still still is. Uh, but um, then uh, we have Why the Last Man on FX. That's the comic book adaptation. Really solid. Um, first episode, I think, moved by at such a quick pace. Um, and I've watched the first three, and then the third one's kind of dragging a little bit for me, but uh, maybe it'll pick back up. That might just be, you know, that might just be normal. But um, there you go. I do highly recommend checking it out, though, and the comic book as well. There you go. That was your TV reviews for the week. All right, going from there, let's talk about some movies. Let's talk about, um, let's see, what did I watch this week? Oh, I watched a couple of classic, well, three classics. Well, actually, they're all kind of classics. Um, listen to me as I debate whether or not a movie is a classic with myself. <laughs> um, I watched two old school movies, one from 89 called The Package, starring Tommy Lee Jones and Gene Hackman. I've been trying to get on this Gene Hackman kick and try to see whatever I can from him. Um, I don't know if you can hear my the neighbor in the hotel above me clearly just flushed his toilet. Gotta <laughs> um, love recording in a hotel, you know? Uh, but the package is really good. Great acting. Tommy Lee Jones plays the bad guy. Spoiler alert. Uh, but yeah, excellent. Um, excellent movie. Homicide I watched with David Mamet and Joe Montaigne. Um, who plays Fat Tony in The Simpsons. Um, great. Highly recommend that as well. Uh, that was from 1991. So two old school movies. Homicide very much. And it's got uh, William H. Macy. And it's, you know, heavy dialogue. Some of it's kind of feels a little dated now, but um, but but pretty good. Pretty good story overall. Um, David Mamet's like a master. And I'm like, eh, you know, pretty decent. <laughs> but uh, But yeah, no, really good. Check it out. Um, also in honor of, you know, it was so sad to hear the passing of, uh, Norm MacDonald last week. And I was listening to a podcast that dissected and broke apart Dirty Work, which is his movie that he made. Um, Bob Saget directed that and it's with Artie Lang. Um, and has some great performances, uh, from Chevy Chase and from, um, uh, why am I blanking? Don Rickles. Uh, really so solid and I, I used to watch it a bunch when I was younger and um, so going back to it I just rewatched it uh, the other night and it is so good some of those jokes are amazing and this podcast kind of talked about how if you it was ahead of its time and if you put it out today it would definitely be one of those things that's a welcome welcomed with open arms very refreshing especially if you made it as like a hard R because um, this one was PG-13. But you definitely could see where it's like... I mean, it's still pretty edgy on some of its jokes. Um, 
And uh, and it's cool seeing, you know, I think that was one of the last performances from um, Chris Farley, and that was released after his death. So it's always, it's just nice seeing him in a movie. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of kind of cool to, to revisit. Um, on the horror movie section, I rewatched a couple of my favorite movies uh, this past week. Um, sometimes you just put movies on in the background, and these two are great for that. Ones that, and if you haven't seen, you gotta just watch them anyways. One's called The Stuff, which is Larry Cohen. Um, and if you haven't seen any of Larry Cohen's stuff, that's a good rabbit hole to go down. Uh, great horror filmmaker, and the stuff is just um, just bizarre weirdness. Um, uh, compared to They Live, in in some some degree, but uh, definitely its own its own thing and worth checking out. Um, and then House of the Devil, which is really good. That's Ty West. Um, solid, solid movie. I think it's his first movie, and it's shot like a like a seventies um, or eighties. Uh, Jallo movie in some in some shots, uh, but uh, but yeah, still very very solid movie, and that's one I go back to. I probably watch once once every year at least, maybe or maybe once every couple of years. But uh, still a creepy. That's a slow burn movie, but uh, but pretty pretty solid all of those. So check that out. That's the package: Homicide, Dirty Work, The Stuff, and House of the Devil. All right, from there, let's go to some advice. If you have any advice, questions, or comments, please reach out to notgoodwithmatt at gmail.com. That's notgoodwithmatt at gmail.com. Um, today we have, let's see, let's start with uh, a woman writes in, or wrote into this. So I just kind of take these all over from the internet. And one of these, a woman was concerned about her husband because um, I guess it's her fiance right now, but going to be married um, very soon, right around the corner. But she's concerned because he still has his mom do his laundry and wants to know if that is a warning sign and all that. Listen, maybe. But then I have the biggest warning signs ever because my mom will do that when I visit um, and we'll buy snacks and you know what I mean? So I don't think it's really that big of a deal. But maybe I'm the wrong person to be asking too. But um, but yeah, you know, buy snacks, um, does laundry, dresses me, does what? Uh, no, but, uh, but no, I, I see what you're saying as far as like if it's, you know, but if it's, Maybe just something that she's not used to. But the thing is, is for me, I know that I, you know, he might just be really good friends with her because, like, my mom is one of my best friends. I talk to her all the time, probably. I do talk to my parents daily. So my mom and dad are both, like, you know, two people that I consider, you know, some of my best friends. So I don't know. It might just be that. Um, And I don't think it's anything. Certainly, you know, she seems... Concerned enough to obviously write in <laughs> advice questions, but I really don't think it's it's that big of a deal, in my opinion. Um, and uh, and and it might be something to just you know again I always go back to this, but just approaching it with him, talking to him about it, um, and see what he says. 
Um, let's see. Someone wrote in that uh, my girlfriend's birthday is coming up. I don't know what to get her. Uh, I think just, you know, there's some things that you can always fall back on. You know, there's there's these mainstays that you know that uh, people are going to like, you know. And, and so I think just, you know, Doritos and Mountain Dew is not a bad idea. Uh, no, I think, um, yeah, it's tough. You know, so it depends on what they like. And that's where you have to really, you know, sometimes I've been in relationships where they don't tell you, you know, the whole time that you're dating, you can't really figure out what their likes are. You know, but that's the key. You just find out what they what they really like, what's really special to them, and get something around there. You know, you can make something too. Whenever I've had a, a gift that was made for me, that means more than anything you can buy at Target, in my opinion. Um, let's see. Last one. Someone says, "I have a boyfriend who barely talks to me. What should I do?" Well, to me, that doesn't seem like the most healthy of relationships says that uh, she'll call and text and no response you know if the text goes unanswered for a couple hours that's understandable you know what I mean because that's just like people are working and they're busy but if it goes unanswered for days then that's a tough thing Um, and honestly I don't think you need to stay in that I I don't want to always be like yeah my solution is breaking up but um for real, if you're in the early stages too, you know, those are good warning signs of, you know, you got to have good communication. And if you don't have that, that's, I mean, that's the backbone and foundation of a relationship. So, um, yeah, think about that and, uh, and yeah, maybe break up. (laughs) I hate, I hate saying that, but, um, but yeah, I've been in those situations too, where it's like, you can't get a hold of anybody and it just seems like they're not even into it. And if they're not, that's the big thing. If they're not into the relationship, then you you shouldn't have to pretend like they are. All right, from there we will go, <clears throat> excuse me. I have the worst gravelly throat there. Um, from there, we'll go to some comic book news. A lot of good stuff came out this week. Um, and also, I have a little bone to pick, too, with, uh, with something I experienced at a comic book store. So this is going to be uh, Rashavi Nerd Rage <laughs> on this one. But we'll do that at the end of the segment. But uh, first off, for this week, a lot of good stuff. Baby Teeth is wrapping up its run. Number 20 is going to be its final issue, and that comes out this week. That's Donnie Cates. It's a great horror comic book. Um, if you haven't seen it, it's about, uh, you know, it's an age-old story. We've heard about a woman who has a, who is pregnant and is going to give birth to the Antichrist. So we've all been there and uh, can relate. But uh, it is a great series, and I thought it was solid all throughout and uh, this final issue wraps up <clears throat> everything very nicely so check that out uh, Batman 113 comes out and Batman detective number five out of six comes out as well um, Catwoman 35 is another solid issue this week Dark Blood number three is a great series that you should be reading Philadelphia uh, 17 um, you know a great indie that you should check out. Um, one of my favorite ones is Marjorie Finnegan, Temporal Criminal. Uh, that one I don't even want to spoil. 
Um, let's see what else are some good ones. Stillwater, of course, about I've talked about this in the podcast. This town that you go into and you cannot die. Once you're in the town, you can't die. Um, and then let's see from the DC side, we've got DC. Oh, actually, uh, Suicide Squad, Get Joker number two. This seems to be a very good series so far from the um, Black Label um, imprint. Um, and then, of course, let's see, what else do we got? Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, The Last Ronin number four comes out, too. So there you go. A lot to read this week. Um, so, yeah, back to my gripe. So there's th- certain things that will send me into a nerd rage. One of them being when my girlfriend, um, when she sees me go to watch a Star Wars movie, she'll be like, have fun um, watching Princess Layla. It's like, it's Leia. Um, but uh, but so this week I went to a comic book store that is kind of renowned um, and known for being a big comic book store. I won't get into the specifics of where it is, um, but... It, uh, it was interesting because I guess I'm just spoiled with my comic book shop. And I know a lot of comic book nerds um, might be able to relate to this. But, um, you know, it, it's so, such a funny, like, you know, who cares really? But I went in and was curious about what they had there. And so I asked if they had this one book that I wanted a, a friend to read that was uh, an indie and not super obscure. came out within the last six months. And it turns out they don't have an indie comic book section. And so that alone, I'm like, huh, okay. You know, not a huge deal. Maybe they're just, you know, trying to stick to the mainstays because they know people are going to, you know, mainly come in for that. But um, uh, but they, the way they asked, or when I asked, the way they told me, they were like, uh, well, if we do have it, it's going to be uh, on the shelves or in the store. <laughs> And listen, I've worked as a clerk and done customer service a lot of my life. Um, worked at, you know, you've heard me talk about working at liquor stores, Burger Time, um, Dairy Queen. But, uh, uh, you know, so so that's one of those things where I've dealt, you know, and worked with the public. And also I'm spoiled by my comic book shop where they have an actual um, inventory, which I assume every business does and comic book shop does where they'll just look it up and say oh yeah we do have a copy of it it should be out there you know what I mean this they they didn't do that and for me I was like oh well if it's you know not that big of a deal but then I saw two other customers come in uh, separate customers from each other and and ask for something and they got the same answer so it's just kind of like oh you know is that a little lazy or do they really just not have their inventory kind of locked in so maybe they're just kind of just starting out. Um, they did move um, into a different store. So it could be that, too. So maybe I shouldn't be so harsh and judge- judgmental. But that is my comic book gripe for the week. I'm sorry I had to put you through that. All right, and finally, let's do some entertainment news. So we'll get into some random stuff uh, for the week. First off, you know, we were talking about um, reviews of TV shows that came out that were kind of disappointing to hear, ones that that I was looking forward to, and then 
you know, they get a bad review, that doesn't necessarily mean that it is actually going to be bad, but it's always just a bummer to hear that right out of the gate. But uh, the Sopranos movie is one of those same things, too, that that one is, you know, the Many Saints of Newark is getting called um, not good. <laughs> um, and so, I don't know, to me, it's like, it's never going to be as good as The Sopranos. That is so such a such an original and such a strange, funny show. But I'm interested to see it. And apparently, it's it's um, uh, who is it uh, being narrated by? Um, oh, why am I blanking on his name? But I heard this and I was like, oh, okay, that can't be that bad. Um, and I love the original Sopranos too. Oh, Michael Imperioli, um, who played Christopher. So I believe he's narrating the movie, and to me that seems like a super solid choice. It could be really good. Um, yeah. So in other news too, Jason Sudeikis is finally getting to host Saturday Night Live. So that's pretty awesome. Um, if you haven't been watching Ted Lasso, you really should be. That's a good one. Uh, but he'll be hosting the show on October 23rd with Brandy Carlisle as the musical guest. Um, so it's kind of cool for him because he was hired at SNL as a writer in 03 and then became cast member in 05 and then lasted and stayed until 2013. So had a 10-year run there. So pretty solid. Uh, so I'm interested to see, you know, what that episode is like. Um, so yeah, stay tuned and tune in for that one. Uh, Daniel Craig made news this week um, talking about how women deserve more than a woman-led Bond movie. Um, people... We're talking about, um, you know, bringing up that in in the Bond franchise, they should make Bond a woman. Um, and Craig said, you know, the answer is very simple. There should be simply better parts for women. Uh, why should a woman play James Bond when there should be a part just as good as James Bond, but for woman, for for a woman, for woman? <laughs> and I I agree with that. Um, it's, uh, it's, I could see, I think they should do that though. They could change the franchise. I wouldn't be, you know, completely against it. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I know that, um, for the actual filmmakers of the franchise, um, the Bond franchise producers, they are adamant in their stance that Bond will always be played by a man. That's a weird stance to take. You know, I feel like, like, no, we hear you and no. <laughs> um, he said he can be, he can be of any color, but he is male. I believe we should be creating a new new characters for women, strong female characters. This is Barbara Broccoli, looks like her last name is, um, told Variety last year. I'm not particularly interested in taking a male character and having a woman play it. I think women are far more interesting than that. Well, there you go. Uh, other big news for the week, the Emmys were over the weekend. Um, and... Seth Rogen made some some news and trended on Twitter by as he was a presenter he said you know let me start by saying there are way too many of us in this little room what are we doing they said this was outdoors it's not they lied to us we're in a hermetically sealed tent right now I would not have come to this why is there a roof <laughs> uh, that's such a bummer if they did not tell them you know what the conditions were going to be that sucks uh, but the producer of the show Ian Stewart came came out hard and fast against that and said that the crew had worked for months and months to make this a safe place. We've worked with all the health authorities. We're signed off by L.A. County. We came up with a plan with them. 
the tables were distanced, everyone was vaccinated, everyone was negative tested in that audience. Um, and also he'd rehearsed, so he knew exactly what it was uh, and said that this was a misdirect from him. Um, it wasn't our decision, this is the health authority's decision as well. To say that it's a completely safe environment if you do all of these things. Um, yeah, so there you go. That's his response. I've worked on some shows during COVID, and you know they've been really good and solid and adamant in their protocols. But if you're not on one, I can see how that's just the the craziest feeling that you could have, just being unsafe the entire time. Well, there you go. That is the podcast for the week, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for checking it out. If you have any uh, you know comments or questions, like I said earlier, reach out to notgoodwithmat at gmail.com. I uh, hope you enjoyed live from the hotel room. Uh, and yeah, we'll see you in a week. Again, special thanks to Nalo and the unis. We'll see you in a week. I love you.